When God shows you something or does something in your life and you share it with another person, that word might easily divide you from that other person. People want to praise people, what they've done. We as Christians share what God has done, and that brings praise to God. And often people do not want to praise God. They do not want you to speak of God. But we speak of God because we are so grateful for what God has done. And we don't want to take credit for what God has done. One time I was driving down the highway, came to a signal light, stopped. A pickup truck drove up beside me. I looked in the back of the pickup truck, and there were pieces of firewood for a wood-burning fireplace. And I began thinking, oh, I wish I had a wood-burning fireplace at my house. I had gas logs. But I wish I had a wood-burning fireplace. And immediately I heard from God by the Holy Spirit. You can have that. And it's as if I froze the minute I heard that word. I knew it was from the Holy Spirit. And I thought, well, you're right, I could. I could take those gas logs out and put wood burning into my fireplace. And so immediately I acted upon this information that I could have that. I called the fireplace people at the fireplace shop, asked them to come over, bring me a log lighter, and hook it up, and remove the gas logs, and I ordered wood for my fireplace. After doing that, a woman who frequently came to visit me, a Catholic woman, came over to my house, and she said, Oh, I love your fireplace. She said, Look what you've done. And I said, Yes. And I told her the story that God said to me, You can do that. And so I did. We played bridge together at that time, and I went over to the bridge center after this happened. She was talking to three or four women, and I heard her say, Oh, you'll just never believe what Joan did, and it's wonderful. And she told the story, but she left God out of the story. I said, Well, it's really not quite like that. And I told the story of how I was sitting at the signal light, and God, by his Spirit, said to me, You can do that, and I did it. 
but it was God leading me. Nobody wanted to hear the story that God was involved. And every person in that particular group at that moment went to some church. I have found very often that church-going people don't want to hear stories about God doing something in the life of another person today. We must learn to tell it anyway. For Jesus says, if you love that person more than him, you're not worthy of him. If you hold back that story not wanting to offend anyone or to risk offending anyone, you're not willing to lay down your life for that person. And what greater thing can you do than lay down your life for someone? He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, says Jesus, and he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Once I was visiting my mother in the city where she lived. She had always loved horoscopes. All my life, we would go every month to the drugstore and purchase a horoscope book. And she would read the horoscope to me for my zodiac sign, and she would read the horoscope for her side. After I was born again, I was at her house, and I opened her cabinet doors in her kitchen. There sat a group of horoscope drinking mugs, which I had purchased for her before I was born again. Now I'm a Christian. I take a garbage bag and begin putting those mugs into the garbage bag. I went out into the alley, and she was saying to me, What are you doing? I want to keep those. You gave those to me. I didn't answer her, not say one word to her. I went out to the alley and broke the mugs in the dumpster and threw them in the dumpster. And I came back into the house, got my Bible, and began reading the following scripture to her. Deuteronomy 18, start 
at verse 9. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. I read this scripture to her because the Holy Spirit brought this scripture to my mind. And I knew he wanted me to read that to her. She sat there quietly after I finished reading it. And then she said, Well, I guess we better not do that anymore. She was born again at that instant. Completely changed. My uncle wrote me a letter. I lived in Dallas, and he lived where my mother lived. And he wrote me a letter, and he said, Your mother has really changed. She's totally different. She has changed. That's what being born again is. You're created by God after you're born again. If you will turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's another example of the Holy Spirit leading me because I was reminded to read that verse of Scripture to you in connection with being born again. And this example, which I just shared of my mother being changed after she approved the scriptures that I had read to her. It isn't that we have to go and work really hard and try to be saved. God saves us, and it's after we're saved we really understand the Bible, for then we have the Holy Spirit living in us. Proof of that, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 
16. The Apostle Paul says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? I attended a luncheon at Texas Tech University when I lived in Lubbock, Texas. It was downtown Lubbock, across the street from the Methodist church building. We were on the fifth floor looking down over the top of that building. A woman at our table said, That's my church. And I said, We are the church. She said, I'm not a church. That's the church. And I said, We are the church. That's the church building. For we are the ones who belong to God and have in us the Spirit of God. And we are the temple of God. First Corinthians again, chapter 3, verse 16. Know ye not? that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. He who is led by the Spirit of God is the Son of God. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.